and welcome to Let's Talk Autism, the podcast brought to you by me, Michelle Davey, me, Barry, and <laughs> my co-host, Christelle. 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 Yes, Christelle. <laughs> hello, hello Michelle, and hello, world. Hello, world, yes. Hello, podcast listeners. Now, Christelle. Yes? I've got a little bit of um, info for you today. Come on, give it to me. You only get me the whole episode. Oh my gosh, this is like a dream come true, honestly. Spending more and more time with you, it is what I live for, honestly, what I long for. (laughs) Just one-to-one. Yeah, we need a bit of one-to-one. It's the Valentine's special, so I thought (laughs) one-to-one, just me and you. It's like our own little date. Just the two of us. So, Christelle, what I thought about today was if we spoke about some stuff, I know we usually have a guest, but we like, we like to chop things up, change things up. We're not um, so predictable, are we? Exactly. We don't want to be predictable. We, we don't want to lull you into a sense of stability here. We want to go, bam, we're all about the surprises. So yes. today we've not got a guest, there's just a surprise. So we're going to speak about a blog post I wrote. It's not really, to, it's not really talking about my amazing blog. It is speaking about autism. <laughs> But it is a blog post I wrote, I'd say, a year, (laughs) really out of date, Um, about a year after I got, uh, my son got his diagnosis, Mm. and I called it the hidden help. Now, the reason I called it that was because, you know, after diagnosis, and Christelle, I know me and you already spoke about this, and some of it you were like, what? I didn't know that either. And this is exactly how I felt. So today... We're going to go through a few things. It wasn't until I was put in touch with like... Because the people that called me, that kind of notified me about a lot of things, they were called, they are called the National Autistic Society. That's who called me after he was diagnosed. And they just said, oh, do you know about the services that are available to you and to your your son, really? And I was like, actually, no, I don't. So I just took a piece of paper and pen out, took a lot of notes down. Obviously, I've read your your blog post and there's loads of stuff there. No, I didn't get a call from them. It's like a family clinic and it was to do like with like special educational needs in our area. And we were took in and we did like these little groups. And when I got start, started speaking to other parents and the lady who was like a specialist teacher and educational psychologist at the time was running it. And she was like, oh, Michelle, have you not heard of this? And you not heard of that? And I was like, what? So these are the things we're going to be talking about today. And I'm pretty confident, Christelle, I think we should put this out there on our Instagram that I don't still know, even five years along the line from diagnosis, I'm pretty sure that there's probably a whole load of other stuff out Mm. there that is available to parents with children with additional needs and for the family to benefit your family. And so that's what we're going to speak through today. I'm still going to take us to our little because I feel like this is a new segment. Yeah, but it it will be nice as well um, if there's things that we don't cover here if people do let us know and then we can have a little chat about it on our um, instagram yeah that'll be good right christa i'm going to my little break bit now because i like that bit and i don't want to miss it out even though we are the guests we don't need to miss it off we go then okay welcome on to a let's talk autism podcast this week (laughs) it's me and christelle Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honoured to be here. That's okay. It doesn't matter that you're late either. You know, oh, get I, out of here. <laughs> I, I was the one you were like, I'm watching these standards. 
Christelle, <laughs> big things were happening in EastEnders. Like, do you know what I mean? I couldn't have missed that. Kush and Whitney were going to get it on. It was the Valentine's special. Um, what else was happening? It doesn't matter. We're talking about Let's Talk Autism. We're not talking about EastEnders. But if you want to see my spin-off podcast, Let's Talk, <laughs> Let's Talk EastEnders. I think you'd get quite a lot of followers, to be honest with you. I love EastEnders. Anyway, we're talking about hidden help, okay? Yes. So hidden help that was deceived. No, I'm joking. It's not hidden, but okay, yeah, it is a little bit. So you might not know these things when you first have your child diagnosed, or even if you haven't got your child diagnosed, because see the first one on this list, Christelle? You don't actually have to have an official diagnosis. And that is... I didn't know that, actually. I knew you could get the disability living allowance. That is what we're talking about, yes? Like I was doing a big build up to it there and you ruined it. Oh. So what thing we're talking about is DLA, which stands for Disability Living Allowance. Correct. Tick. Yes. Okay. So what I didn't know about this one is that you don't have to have an official diagnosis. I was under the impression that you can only receive if you do have an official diagnosis. So, Mish, from what you know, how does it work? Well, DLA is basically, I mean, it's like they call it PIPs now in adults. So they used to call it DLA as a whole thing, but for children, it's DLA. So it's a benefit for children who need supervision or extra help because they have a disability or a health condition or need additional care. So yeah, what most people don't realise is that your child doesn't actually need to have an official diagnosis to apply for this benefit. And likewise, even if your child does have a diagnosis, it doesn't always mean that they'll be eligible. So I know I have spoke to parents before and they were still trying to get DLA because I was told oh, it'll be refused when I first tried with our son mm. because it's really tricky. Do you remember the forms, Christelle? <laughs> uh, the form is like a dissertation. It literally is. It's so, 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 so long. I'd say before you fill it out, have your lunch drink some water have a bottle of Lucasade with you (laughs) (laughs) bottle of Lucasade with you and yeah and then get going you know you might not fill it all out in one go you might have to you know chop it up into different sections when you're doing it but it is really long honestly it's so long I feel feel like a lot of the questions 70 pages or something yeah yeah and I feel like a lot of the questions are very repetitive and some of them are a bit can I say ambiguous like they say things you don't really know what they mean yeah and also it's it's coming back to this as well isn't it I remember feeling I think I remember this being one of the first points in our journey uh, with my son with his autism of feeling like oh my goodness like all I seem to do is talk about everything my son can't do do you know what I mean it felt like the first moment where I started thinking a bit down about it or like why do I have to keep saying all the things that he's not doing? And why mm. can't I celebrate the things that he is doing? And then thinking, well, we won't get the help if I'm telling them everything he can do. I yeah. suppose this is the point. I have to tell him what he needs extra supervision, what he needs extra care with. Because yeah. there's two main components, aren't there, for the DLA? So, uh, yes, I think mobility. Yeah, and care. Yes. And as we say, the form is very, very lengthy. It is. I think there are people, I know that this was spoke about with me, that there is people that can help you fill this form out because it is really tricky, isn't it, Christelle? It I is, like it really yeah. Tricky. Do you get any help? 
I didn't. I just soldiered through. But I did see there is num- a number on there where just call up and I think they just help you. If, like I said, there's bits where it's very repetitive. There's bits where you don't actually know what they are talking about. We don't know what they mean. So, yeah, if you do need help, then there's no shame in reaching out. Yeah, I think maybe that'd be good if we could get somebody. If there's anybody out there that does do sort of specialism in this, in the DLA forms and helps and then listens to this today, that'd be a really good episode for us to do for people to explain more in depth. Because obviously, Christelle and I are not explaining these things in depth, but we're just, you know, we're great. We're not not professionals, so no one tries to us. (laughs) We're really not. As you know by now, we're not professionals, but we're here (laughs) to help and give you some little, little nuggets of advice or little seeds that you can plant and become beautiful branching trees yeah we're just really sharing our experiences um and things that have helped us along the way the research that we've done and found useful so yeah by no means are we saying that we are professionals or we know it all and this is the advice we're giving you and go and do it no we're literally just sharing our journeys so again don't sue us Do you know what, Christelle, right? I'm thinking back and I'm just reading this blog post that I'd written and it was obviously written at the time that I sort of put my forms in and I'd said that I did. And I remember thinking this, thinking, is he disabled though? Do you know what I mean? Is my son disabled? And I didn't, Mm. I felt, I felt quite, I don't know what the word is. I felt quite conscious that am I looking for something? Are people going to judge me for applying for a benefit for my child? And, you know, I was very new. My son had only just been diagnosed. And I was thinking, like, you know, physically, as people say to me now, he doesn't look like those. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't look yeah, yeah. disabled. Why is he using the, you know, the dis- disability toilet and things like that? And, you know, he was three years old. And, do you know, I don't know. Did you feel a bit like that at the start? No, I don't think I felt like I just felt like whatever help he needs, or whether he's entitled to, he she should be able to have it. That's what that's the perspective that I was coming from. But I do know that people are very <laughs> judgmental when they can't see the disability. Yeah, you know. So I think it's important for us to talk about those kind of things. I think my mindset changed quite quickly because I spoke to her. There was this brilliant, brilliant woman that really helped her family. She come in on quite a lot of home visits. And things just clicked. Like when she come and said all these things about what was going on with our, my son, I was just like, whoa, like that's so obvious. Like, why didn't I think of that? Because, you know, it's a lot. It's very overwhelming when you first get that diagnosis. And yeah, so anyway, I got over it. And you know what? Like that money, like my son this week, Christelle, oh my goodness, he goes through so many pairs of shoes and his shoes have to be proper anti-scuff ones like and this is what that money's for so I don't think there should ever be any guilt there's appointments that you're traveling to more we bought some sensory room and we we constantly update that equipment for his room day trips to set you know different places to really broaden his experiences and things like that and as I say yeah clothing because he does drag one of his feet as well so he's shoes just oh my goodness I I, I could replace his shoes every sort of like couple of months Mm. and he has to wear like the ones with the anti-scuff things yeah so yeah it's kind of like it's expensive let's not lie it's expensive and I'd say I don't think anyone should feel guilty because we didn't plan for this you know we did not plan for this and you know we love our bundles of joy but sometimes some of the the, the disabilities does come at a very (laughs) high cost because my one when he goes to school 
he's obsessed with playing water. Yeah. yeah, playing with water. So he goes through so many clothes in a week. Yeah. And he's and his shoes, he has three pairs of shoes that he takes to school because they know that his shoes he's got water shoes. I never even knew water shoes existed until he started <laughs> he started school and the teachers was like, Mum, we think that you should get him some water shoes. I was like, Oh, what's that? You know, and I went to sports direction, what a pair of water shoes. But it's a lot more expensive than shopping for my other two. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but moving on, Christelle, quite linked to this one because at the same point, I don't know if you got this happen with you. So when you get your DLA awarded or you apply for DLA, you also get carer's allowance. I've heard of carer's allowance, but I think with carer's allowance, it's quite tricky because I think you are entitled to it if you look after the person for yes. over 35 hours, which yes. sounds very simple because you, I think everyone would think, of course, I take care of my children for over 35 hours. What are you talking about? But I think it is very much dependent also on how much you earn per week. Yeah. So it's yeah, not straightforward. Carer, yeah. Carer's allowance is someone who spends at least 35 hours a week caring for a child or adult in receipt of DLA. Don't need to live with the person or be related to them even to receive it or to care for somebody. Is to do with how much you earn and this again was something I kind of wrestled with subconsciously. Like, of course I care for him. I'm his mum. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for me, I know I can't go back to my career at this moment in time. Yeah. Because there's no way my son would accept somebody else picking him up from school. Right. I was a teacher, if you didn't know what my other career was. <laughs> you are you what? <laughs> so... I know that I'd be at the school till sort of 5 p.m., 6 p.m. And I'd be there in the morning. So I'd need sort of wraparound care. And I know for a fact that because obviously we live quite far away from my family and that there's no way my son would go home with someone else. If that makes sense. He would go to no, it does. Yeah, no, it does. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mish. Obviously, you can't go back to your career. Well, I can't remember what on earth you did, but... Um... I'll let you know one time. We'll talk about it another time, yeah. yeah. To <laughs> but too. yeah, what else are people entitled to that they might not know they are entitled to? Well, do you know what this was like one, Crystal, right? It's the doctor's surgery in hospitals, yeah? This is an interesting one when I read this because I didn't know you could do this. Did you? Yeah, I wondered about this because this was something I felt was kept secret from me, right? <laughs> was that my son, every time he went into the doctor's surgery, because of this old, horrible... This old, this old bat, should we call her? She was really horrible <laughs> to my son in the doctor's oh. surgery because he was just stimming. She was, she said something really horrible to him and he got very, very upset. And then every single time we went to the doctors, even when my, my youngest boss baby was getting these injections, things like that, he would absolutely go crazy. And the receptionist said to me, um, you know that, because I know that your son's autistic, you know that there's a room, a special room, you could ask for like assistance and they can have their own, basically, it was it was a godsend because every time we went to the doctors then, I just rung before and was like, oh, you know, my son's autistic uh, mm. and they had this separate little room for us. Yeah. That must I, be such a relief. Christelle, it really was. Because you have uh, difficulties with that. Yeah, I think with him, it's not really the waiting room. He doesn't really mind all that. I think I feel more sorry for everyone if he's stimming really loudly. <laughs> but with him, it's just the sight of a doctor, you know, just because I think it's so funny that he went through all his surgeries when he was literally the first year of his life. But 
somehow he's retained that kind of memory that you know he doesn't like doctors so as soon as we go to doctor surgery he's fine but as soon as he sees a doctor he has a meltdown but you know there's nothing we can do about that they can't replace doctors (laughs) but yeah but that that room that you're talking about is really I I would say it's a godsend for people who you know whose children struggle with being around other people or you know with strangers and this assistance that you're talking about goes far beyond just doctor surgery because I read on your blog that you can also get this assistance at places like the airport the cinema when I read the cinema bit I was like what because I avoided going to the cinema with my middle son because I was thinking I don't think he could sit for a whole film so means you tell me about your experience going to cinema with the assistance well I will admit that with the cinema it started off amazing but we did have a bit of problem with the cinema recently um once in a while I won't I won't name and shame them because I wrote them a really horrendous not do horrendous, it do it <laughs> but not we might get saved but they they said that my son wasn't entitled to go in the viewing box because bear in mind it weren't you know the viewing box weren't full but they mm-hmm. said it's for people with disabilities I said my son ha- does have a disability Right. And they said, no, we're, we're talking about people that, you know, can't use their legs. That is what the manager said to me. Right. Hmm. So anyway, but before that, we've had a... Re- anyway, see, after I completely blew my top and read her a right, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice experience. So basically what we do is we, we book the disability seats, which are in a viewing box. And the viewing box is up, out away from the rest of the thing. Because I don't know about your... Children, so you said you ain't tried it yet, but you know what really freaks my son out is going into the cinema, and do you know when like everyone's already in there? That me, that freaks me out. Yes, <laughs> let alone a child. It literally, you know, when you come in and everyone's like, oh my gosh, oh my god, where's my seat? And it's so dark, and you're looking for your yeah. your letter or your number, and I'm thinking, oh my god, don't trip, don't trip, don't trip. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, totally get it. And also, it is uncomfortable, even as adults, right? Like, mm. it, even as, like, me, as you and I, Christelle, like, you're sitting next to somebody and they've got their arm and your, you know, seat rest and they're eating. And, you know, I mean, for my son, that that is, for me, it's hell. But, like, that is hell for my son. Somebody else's body odour and perfumes and everything, you know, mingling in with his popcorn, you know, noises people you don't know yeah it's not good so this viewing box is really good because we go up into this viewing box and they've even got the the lights on do you know what I mean you can even choose to have the lights on Mm. so if it gets too dark if you don't like the dark and also there's nobody else there so yeah I know your son is the same like my son can't sit through a whole film like he's still watching it he could be wandering and doing circles of the whole room he's still watching the film yeah and in the main main screen you know that's going to I don't know, yeah. distract others or in this cinema, I know different cinemas are going to be different, but with our own like separate walkway to get up into the room, the toilet is separate, mm. you know, because disability toilets, you know, I've had people say that to me, why are you using disability toilet? My son doesn't like the sound of hand dryers. He goes, would they have an absolute meltdown because of hand dryers? I think people just need to mind their own business, to be honest. They really do. Honestly. That's, that's the bottom line. But do you know what I mean? Like, as, as our journey's gone on, I've been a bit more like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no way. You don't know yeah. nothing about it. Mm. But also, Christelle, going back, the the cinema one is is a great one, honestly. But going back with regards to, I know we talk about doctors, but also at A and E, 
Now, coming from East London and the hospitals there, knowing that obviously there's a lot more people from where I'm living now and waiting times are usually pretty lengthy, aren't they? And when I took my son, because he'd had an accident, and I was just like, oh my goodness, like, I'm going to have to wait for ages. This is going to be horrendous. And actually, someone said to me, no, just tell them he's autistic. Wow. And when I did that, I was like, just fast straight to, through to the doctor. And when we waited for the doctor, we was given our own actual, like, little, another room as well yeah. at the hospital in the A&E department. Oh, that is so helpful to know, honestly. Makes life a little bit easier. Yes, yes. So then I thought, you know, because it, it's one thing being in a room with strangers and having to deal with that and being your child being in pain, but then, you know, having to deal with that with them being autistic or having additional needs as well in a room full of strangers to so just to have this little little private room just to be able to get out of there quicker and be dealt with quicker because obviously the waiting times with him would really affect him it, yeah it was it's a godsend it really is so months ago we had Wonka Travels on and they spoke to us about assistance at airports I haven't had this experience because I haven't taken my child away yet but it was something that I was really nervous about but after we spoke to Wonka Travels it really put my anxieties at bay but you've had that experience because you travel to Belfast or did travel to Belfast um, quite often and you said it was such a great experience after you found assistance didn't you yeah not always great but a lot better better than it would have been yeah yeah so you can get special assistance at the airports but also if you're staying UK based which all of us are at the moment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> forevermore right no. like, <laughs> there is also if you book in a holiday camp okay and you tell them that do you know like when i don't know if you've been to like a caravan site or you know like a camping holiday and you get allocated a pitch or you get allocated a, a chalet or caravan mm. or hotel room if you say to them that your son's or your child's autistic or got an additional needs they will do everything they can. I've I had this every time we've gone away to a hotel, to a holiday park, anything like that. They've they've given us. I tell you, one camp that was brilliant is Haven Holidays. Oh, okay. And Haven Holidays made sure when we went there, they once I told them that my son was autistic, they were amazing. So they said early check in. It was supposed to be four p.m. We arrived at half twelve. I said my son's autistic. They said that's okay. They rang through and got the accommodation cleaned quicker so that we could have our keys quicker and they also allowed us to to choose what would be best for us as a family so they didn't want us too near where like the holiday camp nightlife bit was they said like it'd be quite noisy you know there might be this one might be quite near roads and things like that or near the cliffs so do you know what I mean they really helped us and guided us to what would be the best position of our accommodation on the camp and I just thought they went above and beyond, to be honest, to help us. And I would never mm-hmm. have known to say that because you know what I mean to say, oh, and to ask for that help. But I think that's the yeah. big difference, Christelle, in all of these things, isn't it? Is actually asking for that help and looking for it. And I think it's not something you'd feel should feel shamed about. No, I think where you need to help, you should accept it because I don't know about other people, but sometimes. I felt like I couldn't go out and I felt like he was missing out on certain pleasures because of the fact I'm thinking, oh, I don't want this to happen. I don't want him to have a meltdown. I don't want him to run off. But if you can enjoy the things that you want to enjoy just by asking for some help, then I think, you know, you definitely should. You definitely should. And 
it'll be great for your child as well and hopefully that will help a lot of people to be able to enjoy you know just going to cinema or going on holiday or just a trip to the doctors I just really hope that it can bring some sort of comfort is that the right word yeah and I think it's about making yeah about making life more accessible isn't it for our yeah children? yeah and yeah I'm I'm glad that we've shared some of these things today and hopefully if anybody's got anything else up we'll put it up as a little you know one of those question answer things on our Instagram and on our new Facebook group Chris whoop, whoop. Facebook group Facebook group we've got a new Facebook group attached to this podcast so if you're on facebook because i know not everybody's on instagram you can head over and have a little chat to us over there and we'll put a few little bits and bobs up to i know we've had quite a few people having a little chat on there already haven't we christelle it's been lovely yeah, it's, it's been so lovely so touching <laughs> it has it really has and it's nice to actually speak to some of the people that listen each week you know, so that we know that actually people do listen. So thank you. <laughs> yes, we're getting acquainted with uh, our followers. So that's yeah. lovely. Yeah, it really is. And lots of good advice shared about as well, because we're all mm. in this boat together. Because so this is what we wanted, wasn't it? We didn't ever want our podcast to be preachy and to be telling people, oh, we're the know-it-alls and this is what we know. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're on this learning journey together, all of us. And yeah. uh, there's so much we've learned from our guests so far. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's about it for this week. But next week we're back, and I know this is going to help a lot of people, is we're talking about toilet training with Mr. Black. Yeah. Mr. Black's been on uh, before, and he wants to come on and talk about toilet training. He is an expert in the field. So oh. I'm looking forward to talking to Mr. Black about toilet training. Yes, I'm excited about that too. Yeah, it'll be really good to get some tips, top tips from Mr. Black. It will. Right, Christelle, that's us for another week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you You can very follow much. us over. You can follow us if you want to over on <laughs> Let's Talk Autism podcast on Instagram and on Let's Talk Autism on Facebook and Twitter also. And yes. join our group. Why not join our group? Come on, have a chat. Go on. You know you want to.